listening to Making Meaning Together. I'm Melanie Maxwell. And I'm Raina Young. We're talking about navigating our individual worlds together. We're so happy that you're joining us today. Hey, Raina. Hi, how are you today? I'm so glad we made it sitting mm-hmm. down in front of our microphones together because it's been like a month and it I has. missed it so much. <laughs> I know it really, I have missed it so much too. And, um, yeah, it's, it literally has been a month and it's pretty wild how yeah. quickly time goes by. <laughs> Chaos. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's sort of, um, Raina was like, what do you want to talk about? And I'm like, let's talk about change um, because I think it's not just us. And so we've been talking to each other, Raina and I, about changes we're going through and also changing changes that we're initiating. So like both yeah. changes that feel sort of like the rug being pulled out from under us and changes we don't want to make, but also changes we really want to make on the mm-hmm. way towards our dreams so anyway, I've been talking to other people too, and a lot of people are in this sort of phase where everything's different than it was even 30 days ago. It's like, what yeah. even just happened? Um, so yeah, I feel like it's uh, a lot of us are in this sort of time of change, and then it's the new year, and it felt sort of like a big shove <laughs> mm-hmm. into the new year. Like That's how January felt to me. Yeah, totally. I think... Like if to me it was, yeah, it feels like a shove, but also the slow, like molasses, like shoved into molasses almost. It's like, okay, go. But then it's like you, it felt really hard to move in a lot of ways for me. Um, I think because of, yeah, like some of those not necessarily initiated changes, but changes that sort of, um, it's interesting because of course, you know, like our coach, Natalie always talks about, you know, and I think this is one of the most amazing and empowering things. Like we exist at choice. So of course we always have a choice in these things. Um, or maybe it's almost that we more have a choice of how we react or how we respond to what happens. Um, but in some ways it's felt like, wow, um, what is happening? (laughs) And, um, did I, did I accidentally ask for this? (laughs) Um, I'm glad you said that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I did a reel on my Instagram yesterday for the first time yeah. in like forever and ever. I'm like, how do you even work this? I feel so old. I forget. <laughs> and it's not even my first time. Um, <laughs> but it's my first time in like, I don't know, a year or something. Um, but anyway, it was about like exactly that sort mm. of thing that I think in the world of self-development and personal growth and healing that can come up where like something challenging happens and personal responsibility tips into like, how did I call this in? How did I manifest this bad thing? That's really hard. Mm -hmm. Um, especially if like other people are involved. So for example, like my, my daughter, Shay, who's four was very sick last month in the Mm -hmm. hospital. And I'm glad that I have, because there is that tiny part that's like, what did I do to make this happen? Because I think we can take personal responsibility too far and say like, I cause everything and Mm -hmm. I call everything in. Mm -hmm. And so if I am looking at my little baby, like sick in the hospital and saying, what did I do to cause this? I think that can be so harmful. Yeah. Yeah. And also in the same vein, like the reel I posted yesterday was like, stop trying to find the lessons while it's still happening. Like, cause I noticed myself doing that sitting in the hospital with Shay going, okay, like what is this, what is this situation bringing up for me that I can heal? Like, where are the lessons? What's Mm -hmm. the silver lining? Like, what do I need to learn from this? And it's like, oh my God, it's still happening. It's been like only 48 hours and I'm in the hospital with her. So I, yeah, I just think that a lot of us who value personal growth, personal responsibility, making changes, learning lessons, healing, mm-hmm. I think we can use that against ourselves when difficult or hard things happen. Yeah. Oh my God. I just so relate to that. I mean, we've, we've, this last month, even though we haven't recorded together, we've been 
of course, supporting each other and talking through all these things and, and, um, and not, not the same. One of my little ones kind of went through or is going through something that is different and new and, um, we're kind of navigating what does it mean, but the same thought, like, what did, what did I do wrong? How, Mm. what was the, what was, I didn't do enough and how could I have done better and how could I have prevented this? And, and I think, really like taking like 10 steps back and just acknowledging that, wow, this feels like a lot and this feels scary. And when I talked to my therapist, I realized, oh, this isn't a lot of my fear isn't even around the circumstances right now. It's so much more of stuff from my past that I didn't Mm. as a child get to work on and heal. And now that this is how, so it's like, yeah, it's so easy to want to just figure out what the problem is, what the solution is and how to, um, and it's in some ways, I think for me and probably for a lot of us more comfortable to be in like solution oriented because it feels like there's more control. Right. But when you really think about it, like so much of like the healing and growth, and even if we're not talking about healing and growth and just being, just being a human happens in the, the allowing and just the like holding space for ourselves. Um, and the fact that sometimes it's just really scary and uncomfortable or painful or, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. It's, yeah. And it, I, it is hard. I think it's harder to just be with the, like, this is terrifying or like, mm-hmm. I'm really worried or, um, like I'm really sad. Like mm-hmm. my grandfather passed like days after I got out of the hospital with Shay and it was like, yeah, this is too much. Like this mm-hmm. is too much, but I'm going to be with it. I'm not going to try to figure out like, I, I think for this podcast is called making meaning together. Right. I think we can try to, what does it mean? Like, what does yes. it all mean? What does this mean? And it's like, yeah. I, what, something I told you when you were talking about your little one, mm-hmm. which I needed to hear was like, Yes, like we can care for our kids and help them develop, but like they are human beings too. Yes. And human things happen to human beings and we don't have control over that. Like we can help and we can support, but we don't have control over human things happening to humans. Yeah. And I feel like that was exactly what I needed to hear also because like with kids getting really sick and like my grandfather passing, it's like, Oh, like human stuff is hard and I can't mm-hmm. like make it not happen. And I'm not like the cause of it happening either. Yeah. Like I just have to be with it. And that was, mm-hmm. that sucks. Like <laughs> just exactly. being with it sucks. Like I want to know how am I going to heal? What am I going to do? What are the lessons I need to know? Like what yeah. am I going to do next? And it's like there, I can't like, there's, there's not that that's just an illusion of control, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I'm I'm like. It just makes me so aware of how much this desire to control in order or to feel some sense of control in order to feel some sense of safety. And so one of the things that I've been working on is literally every single day, like my, my, I've every sort of like affirmation that I've been working with this last month has been around safety, I am safe, I am loved, or it's safe to get my hopes up is one that I've Mm -hmm. been really working with. And it's like, it's, it's safe. I'm safe. Even in the sadness, I am safe. It's, I'm safe to feel sad. It's safe to feel sad, you know? And it's because it does, it feels like, um, it makes me think about too, like kind of my own personal, like sort of, I don't know, wavy trajectory of the past (laughs) as I'm thinking about how, I really had to learn to see the silver lining and the positivity in times Mm. when things were really scary and uncomfortable, especially as like a, you know, young adult and teenager. Um, And so that was a real skill that I built up Um, because the alternative was that I I could have just, you know, really uh, gotten stuck and, and, and clouded in the dark. Not that that's a bad thing, but when you don't have any support in that space, it can Mm. be kind of, just like, what do you do there? Um, and so for me, like I didn't have a lot of support that I could trust. And so my, I had to support myself with probably overcompensating with positivity. And Mm. my husband does the same thing. We were just in couples therapy this, this last week. And 
he made this up like really interesting and like very um and I know he'd be okay with me sharing this <laughs> yeah um because I, th- I think it's not it's not like a him thing it's like a a hundred percent totally not, in fact, like common thing yeah exactly um and what he said was I don't really I don't see the point in having emotions I don't really see the point in feeling my emotions and it was so amazing to hear him say that of course like I think that could be like what you don't see the point but to me it was like yeah that's the first step in allowing yourself to see that that doesn't feel like it's gonna be productive or helpful or get me to where I want to go and what we talked about was the fact that when you close off the uncomfortable emotions you also actually close off and block up the the quote-unquote positive and I really do not think that there's like a hierarchy of emotions. I think that's so, that's one of the things that I think I had to unlearn was that, because for so long I was like, okay, I just have to get myself happy. I have to get Mm -hmm. myself to the place where I can just be happy and okay all the time. And this is something, you know, you and I have talked about a million times is just (laughs) realizing that, yeah, no, we're like you just said, we're human beings and we're going to have human things happen to us. And if we're, always searching for the pinnacle moment when we're going to suddenly like hit the plateau of constant happiness and joy. (laughs) It's that's like such a hard thing to strive for. And we actually miss out on all of the actual joy and happiness moments if we're trying not to feel everything else. Um, So yeah, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I like that you brought that up because the, uh, I went through a period like after I had kids where I just felt dead inside and mm-hmm. I was like trying so many things to figure it out. Like it was like partially I was low on B12. So it was like my physical energy was low, yeah. but once that changed and I still felt just sort of like emotionally flatlined besides like the occasional, like huge higher, huge low, mm-hmm. um, I realized that I had to open up more to feeling the quote unquote bad feelings. The feelings Mm -hmm. that to me, like what makes them feel different is they feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Like they just don't feel enjoyable to feel. Um, They're not. And it's interesting because I, in trying to open up more to feeling sad or feeling angry, um, part of me is like, sounds really silly but it's like what if I like make this so dramatic and exciting to like feel really mad or bad or like (laughs) feel really sad Mm -hmm. and just like be purposely dramatic about it in Mm -hmm. like sort of in my own head Mm -hmm. just be like I hate everything and just sort of like let it go to that higher intensity um it kind of becomes funny at mm-hmm. a point, <laughs> because I turn the volume up on like the negative feelings. Mm-hmm. And when I started doing that, I was able to feel more of the enjoyable feelings too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I feel like those moments of change that feel very difficult, um, in a way, like, I don't want to say, like, we can use it to be productive because it's not really that, but it's, like, an invitation <laughs> to go a little bit deeper and more, like, more open to those yeah. negative feelings, which will yeah. help you be more open to mm-hmm. enjoyable feelings, like, going yeah. forward. Totally. Yeah, it makes me, even as you're talking, it's like, oh, wow, it makes me remember, and I think this still sometimes happens for me, but where I... It like I love the sort of description of like the uh, um, quote unquote negative feelings being uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but it makes me think about the fact that I've actually like in the times when I was really trying not to feel what I was like the the hard stuff, I like couldn't figure out how to find joy. Like it was mm-hmm. actually uncomfortable to feel to be in a joyful moment it too felt, for me. To me, yeah, to me it felt like I had to fake it. Like I Mm -hmm. couldn't really access it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And so it's just, it's, it's always, yeah, it's a, like such a good reflection in to like, to see how the more we, yeah, like kind of open our heart and our capacity to hold ourselves in the, the challenging and uncomfortable sort of 
um, yeah, whatever. It's like, how do we talk about it in a way that's not like it's that worse or better? You know, it's so interesting. It's not fun. Um, <laughs> no, exactly. It's not, it's not fun, but I think that's like, yeah, yeah it's so interesting to, to like reframe around like that it's still important, that it's still yeah. of value, that it's still, um, like for me saying that it's productive is helpful because I have a lot of Capricorn in me. And so yeah, it like, it helps my little Capricorn self be like, okay, it's productive. Like it has a purpose, but yeah. it doesn't even need to, I think that can be a, its own challenge as if we try to find a purpose for everything. It's like, okay, hmm. it doesn't well, have you know, to. <laughs> like maybe for some, like kind of who we're talking about and like yeah. talking about ourselves in this we think that getting out of it as quickly as possible is what's productive, but what if we just reframe, like, being in it as deep and open as possible is what's productive. Yes, exactly. I think that's right. the thing, is that maybe it's... Exactly. I so appreciate that, because I think it's not a problem that I search for something that's productive, and I don't need yeah. to, like, you know, hate on myself for that or be annoyed right. at myself for that, because <laughs> sometimes I just... I'm like... God, it would be so nice to not have that little voice in there all the time searching for the productive. Um, but anyways, um, just like redirecting it. Yeah, mm -hmm, exactly. Yeah. Um, I had, there's something else that I was going to touch on, but I can't remember. <laughs> mm. Well, if you think of it, tell me, but, yeah, I will. um, like we said, like being in that d open, deep feeling when things are hard, you mentioned before, like you didn't have the support you needed to be able to do that. How, like what kinds of things or supports, like how do you know it's safe? Cause you said it's safe for yeah. me to feel mm -hmm. sad. Like how do you know, like what makes it safe? That's so that's so amazingly important. Um, for me often, and this is like something that I've just started doing, like maybe in the last year with my therapist a lot is like actually like, like the part of me that feels really afraid of feeling what I'm feeling um, is like, I just have to like literally slow down if I can. And sometimes I'm like fully not able to <laughs> access this awareness, but, yeah. um, and like ask myself, how old do I feel right now? Mm -hmm. Um, and that feel, that's always so helpful to me because I, most of the time when I'm really in that heightened sense of fear and I'm not safe and like, I don't want to feel this. Oh my God, what's happening? Um, it's usually that I'm not really in my 30 year old, you know, capable, grounded mother, Reina self. <laughs> I'm yeah. usually in the part of me that needs a mother mm. and that wants yeah. someone to be there for me. Um, so that really like that kind of, that usually helps me to notice like, Oh, that's the part of like when I'm not feeling safe, I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. How old do I feel right now? Um, and I for really me, like that, like, yeah, I want to point out that because uh, for this keeps coming up with my clients, like not even from me saying anything, like it just yeah. comes up in coaching mm -hmm. where they'll talk about their inner child. And like, it's like when we not like sort of mm, when we identify the, the inner child coming up, yeah. it's like, we can also then identify our like adult parental self. Yes. And like, we don't have to like, like it's there already. But in mm -hmm. just noticing the inner child, the inner parent comes out too at the same exactly. time. That's what yeah. I've noticed. Yeah. Yeah. I love that so much because that's exactly what feels supportive about me about in doing that sort of awareness exercise of just like, okay, close my eyes. And for me, I don't, I'm not sure that it's always super like accessible for people to really feel into that. I think, you know, for my husband, for instance, it's pretty hard for him to like access that. Um, but for me, it, it's really helpful because... I can like close my eyes and really pretty quickly feel like I can see myself in what age that is around yeah. about and, you know, feel like feet. And then it's almost like I suddenly give myself the space to feel the big feelings that that inner child is feeling mm -hmm. without it feeling like it's taking over yeah. me. Because like you said, it's like I have this awareness of the fact that, oh, I'm actually am safe right now. I'm, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm so privileged and fortunate to be safe right now. And, and knowing that and having the awareness of that, then I can actually, like, like you said, give myself space to amplify it. Like I feel fucking angry or yeah. I feel so terrified. I don't know what's going to happen. And I, I want to know what's going to, and it's like, I can let myself say all that without feeling like, 
because when I'm not in that awareness, it feels like if I say it, it might it's take all over. of you. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, I, I'm like, oh my God, I'll be like washed away in it or like drowned in it, you know? Um, yeah. So yeah. And I love what you, I think that was the other thing I was going to touch on is like allowing ourselves to like, and it's, I think some people like, I, for, I'll say, speak for myself. I used to feel really afraid of that when people would say, just let yourself feel it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what? Jo- are you joking? That's the worst idea you ever gave me, you know? Um, yeah. But realizing, and I do that, like, I love that for you, it can happen in your in your mind. Um, for me, I have to write it. Like, I just mm-hmm. have to, like, because there's something about... Um, I think my mind can kind of shut me down a little bit more easily. If I write it, something about that allows me to flow. And I like how we all have our different ways of accessing it. Um, But yeah, like in the morning, I'll just say, especially on a hard day, it's like, oof, it feels sometimes at first it's like, I don't, I'll literally write, I don't want to write it. I don't want to say it. Mm. And then I'll just say, and then I'll just go. And it's like, sometimes it is really uncomfortable stuff. Um, but it's like almost a hundred, well, really a hundred percent of the time, by the time I get to my third page and it's usually three pages in that I'm like, it's out. And I feel I have this, like, almost like I have a bird's eye view of it. Um, whereas before I was deep down in the trenches of it and it's like from the bird's eye view, I can see, oh yeah, some of that's actually kind of funny. Cause like, not, <laughs> not really true. Like I hear you yeah. like, and there's more compassion there of like, Oh wow, that's inside you right now. That's what you're feeling. That's really big. That feels like a lot. Um, and then, yeah. And then there's more space to like, and here's what I know, <laughs> you know, sometimes I'll even like, I'll, I'll do a little sort of ask my guides thing where I'll like write all the hard stuff and then I'll say, what would you have me know? And then it's like, usually it's just like the sweetest, most loving, just reflection back of like, you are safe and you're loved and I'm here with you. And, you know, and it's, yeah, that, that is like, okay, (laughs) like there's both of me in there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think what we're pinpointing is, um, not just feeling your feelings, but being in the observer mode while you're feeling it. So like that inner child and like adult self, Mm -hmm. you're not in it. Like you, you're not the inner child, like feeling the feelings that's part of you. And you're also watching it happen at the same time. I feel like that's really key. And I wanted to say like one of my clients, her childhood was very difficult. And mm-hmm. so she said, I, I just, I can't even go there with my inner child. And I said, yeah. she's a mother and like an amazing mother. So I was like, what about a child, like your mm. child? What would you say to your child? Your child is really scared. They're freaking out and they feel like nobody loves them. Like, what would you say to your child? And then how can, like, can you give that to yourself too? Because mm. I think sometimes for some people, it just, it is not accessible to access yeah. their inner child. And that's totally fine. Like that's, exactly. that's real. And there are ways to still sort of access that sort of, com- I've heard it called like the compassionate wit- witness or like mm-hmm. the observer. Yeah. Um, the one who's like unconditionally loving, mm-hmm. that part of you exists and it's, yeah. you can access it when you sort of separate the one feeling the big emotions from the one who can watch and give love to that part. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. I'm so glad you said that because yeah, I mean, and I'll even, it even reminds me of the fact that when I first started doing this, it was really painful. I mean, and it's like, I think that's why working with yeah. like a therapist or somebody on, on that sort of like deep inner child work is, can be incredibly valuable and because it, it is painful. And yeah. at first it was just like, I just had so much sadness going back and seeing yeah. myself that like, it's just like that because, and that was my adult self feeling sad. And I had to really, you know, hold a lot of space for both parts because it was really tender. So yes, like it definitely, I just, I'm so glad you said that. Cause I think that's also like when I think about, you know, my, my very sweet loving husband who, you know, he's, yeah, he's very like open about the fact that like, that is not, that doesn't sound good to me. I don't really want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that's so valid. And that's, there's yeah. so much space for that. And yeah, I, I love that because that's really what it is, is seeing ourselves with more compassion and, and love and space around the hard stuff. 
otherwise it just we're holding it in and you know what we ultimately want to do is very gently allow it to come out in safe ways that don't feel Mm -hmm. like you know it doesn't I mean one of the things that my brother often tells me and reminds me is you don't have to feel it all all at once yeah you know you can take it slow and I'm always like oh thank you for that reminder (laughs) because I think I have a lot of like yeah like the fiery Aries and the Capricorn and there's there's a there's so much drive in me to like move through it. And I have to remember that, oh, actually, I got to just be in it <laughs> before I can move through it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And I want to say like one other thing that people could do to be more in the observing of their emotions mode without it sort of inner child work can be painful. Like you said, I definitely remember it feeling very difficult. Like when I started, yeah. it's mm-hmm. much easier now. Um, and even sort of, well, I guess like just an easy thing is like, I'm noticing, I feel sad The I'm noticing part Mm -hmm. is the observer part. So it's just like a very easy way to get into the, like sort of getting space from the feeling like Mm -hmm. I'm noticing, I feel sad. I'm noticing I am angry. And like not even trying to figure out what it's about. You don't have to, because it's like, I'm noticing I feel angry about blah, blah, blah. Like Mm -hmm. just, I'm noticing I'm feeling angry and you don't even have to go anywhere with that. Like you can Mm -hmm. leave it there and -hmm. just say, I'm noticing I'm feeling angry and you don't have to like go deep into it. You could even say, I'm noticing I'm feeling angry. Like how do I want to express it? Or like, Mm -hmm. what do I want to do with it? Because yeah. Like you could just do something small. Like, um, <laughs> I think of this every time cause I don't get angry, angry very much, but I had this like night where everything was going wrong and I like, everything was going wrong and like I burned my bagels. They all fell out of the oven and I burned the <laughs> oven mitts. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> I'm going to freaking lose it. Um, cause they were homemade bagels that took 24 hours to make. Yes. Like, your, gonna, your bagels are no joke. <laughs> like I'm not just toasting a bagel. I mean like really <laughs> I spent a day on it. So I was really losing it. And I went upstairs and I took my like soft slipper and I just like threw it as hard as I could. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. like, I feel mad. I'm, I want to feel all the way mad just for like a moment. Yeah. And I know that if I let myself feel all the way mad, it's just going to like, it's going to loosen its grip on me. So I just mm-hmm. like a few times, just like <laughs> threw my slipper as hard as I could, like at yeah. the floor. And I did that a few times and then I was sort of laughing at myself and it was like, okay, all right. <sighs> like, <laughs> totally. So there are like, there are some things you can do that I feel like, um, like you don't have to mentally go so far into the emotion. Yeah. Like you can notice it and then use your body to express it in yes. some sort yeah. of way or yeah. tend to it in some sort of way. Like I'm feeling really sad. Maybe I'll take a hot bath. Like you don't have to like di- like dissect the emotion and like get deep into it necessarily. Yeah. I love yeah. that so much because I think that yeah, it's like there's, again, it's like that urge to control it, that urge to like know what the next step is, to see where you're going to go with it. And mm-hmm. like when, when I move through this, how will I, feel? you know, and it's like, yeah, just like finding the different ways that support you, that feel safe, that feel safe to other people, that feel supportive. And um, I love that. Like one of the things that sometimes I'll do is I'll like put my noise canceling headphones in and I'll like put sort of like my quote unquote rage playlist <laughs> and then I'll just like dance <laughs> like really like just completely not thinking about no one can see me and it's perfect um oh my God. you know or rage like another <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have taken a sip of coffee at the same time I was like <laughs> yeah um or like yeah another is like I'll go in my car alone and just like scream um because for me that sometimes I think using my voice wasn't always something I had access to when I was mm-hmm. angry. Um, so really like literally just letting it out of my body. Yeah. Um, but honestly, even that, like talking about like, you know, taking those little steps, cause that was 
that felt like a no for me for a long time. I was like, what? Why would I ever scream? You know, because <laughs> like that literally, like I just, yeah. I thought that was like a bad thing. And, you know, just my own personal history, like that didn't, that always felt scary. But, you know, if you're safe and you're alone, yeah, like that can be that letting that energy out without needing to know why, without needing to know a solution. And not, yeah. And not making it mean something about you exactly. as a, as like your yeah. identity. Um, right. I just yeah. thought of this time where I was like, it was one of those, another one of those days where everything was going wrong. And I reached, I think that's what, when I get angry, it's because I've reached a point of overwhelm that I'm yeah. just like going to lose it. Me it too. doesn't happen that much. But <laughs> Evelyn, my six-year-old still remembers that one time where, um, like, I had the worst day ever, and then Keegan called me and said, I accidentally locked my keys in my car, so I'm going to be another hour, and he had the groceries, and I'm, <laughs> like, starting dinner, counting on the fact that he was going to bring the groceries, and I yep. just lost it. <laughs> I had pizza, like, homemade pizza dough, and I just started, like, <laughs> punching it. <laughs> Evelyn will be like, Mom, do you remember that time you were mad and you were punching the pizza dough? I'm like, yep. Sometimes, you know, you just yeah. let it out. But, like, yeah, I mean, she didn't feel scared. Mm-hmm. She was just kind of, yeah. like, looking at me, and I'm like, okay, I feel better. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Which like, I actually think is so powerful to give our children, like, a safe way to learn that that is a part of being human, yeah. is feeling those feelings. Um, I mean – yeah, I think for me, I didn't necessarily have <laughs> examples of people doing that in a safe and totally and in a it way that like, like holding felt... it in or exploding at us as children for me. Exactly. And then for me, for me there yeah. was, yeah. And there was no, like that moment where you, you know, turn to Evelyn and are like, okay, I feel better now. You know, there was none of that for me. Like I yeah. never knew like we were okay afterwards. So, um, so yeah, I think that's so beautiful. And I think the same goes with sadness is like, um, I think it was maybe a, a week or two ago. I just, I was, I just was in tears all day long and, yeah. you know, part there's the voice in my head that goes, Oh my God, I'm going to scare my children and this is too much for them. But like really when I really think about it, they know I'm okay. They trust that so deeply because I tell them I'm okay. And they know overtly that it's not, that I'm not crying because of them in any way, shape or form, you know? And, and, and I think that it's really powerful for them to know that we have emotions. Cause I think like, yeah, I feel like the two ways that I saw it was either explosion or Mm -hmm. like parents were like perfect. Pretending everything was Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like a lot of my, my friends' families growing up, I think were like different than my, mine was a little more of the explosive. And then, um, and so I always thought like, oh, a perfect parent is someone who is never having any emotions, but it's like, what? That's, that's wild. And it, it sets, I mean, for me, it's like, yeah, it just, it creates this dynamic in a child where they're afraid of their emotions then because they think that, yeah, that you're not supposed to. I think it's so tricky to like, be a human with feelings when a that wasn't really modeled for us like what that looks like as a parent and we also don't like you said like don't want to freak our kids out yeah but like you said my kids have seen me crying Mm -hmm. like I'm not gonna just like not cry or Mm -hmm. save it for later or whatever most of the time unless like for example at the hospital with Shay Mm -hmm. she was going through something too she was already scared so yes. I held my fear in for yes. a little bit later. That's, that's a, a different, example. yeah, that's a different thing because I wanted to be her sense mm-hmm. of safety. Yeah. But if I'm just it. like having a bad day, I'll cry and mm-hmm. um, I'll just say, it's like, everything's really okay. I'm just feeling really sad Yeah. and I'll just like yeah. be honest about it. Um, and yeah, I just try to be honest about it and I guess, like, because I know I'll be okay, I can tell them that. And, like, yes. it's really honest. Like, I know, I like, that, oh, that's I'll be so okay. Beautiful. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Because I think that's probably, like, I love that because in my circumstance, I think that my parents didn't know they were going to be okay, you know? And, right. and that's really hard to, like, hold space for your children and yourself when you don't know that you're going to be okay in your emotions. And I think that's part of the, you know, not to, like, yeah, not to, again, put, like, a 
productive thing around feeling emotions, <laughs> but, but yeah. you know, it is, it's, it's, it's very powerful to like give yourself that space. And then if you do have, whether or not you have kids, cause in whatever relationships we're in as humans, right. I think the more in touch we are with ourselves and holding space for ourselves, the more we will exactly, like you said, be able to be that grounded, safe space for our children when they're going through something. And I think that's like having the, yeah, I mean, it's really like, cause it's, yeah, it's like, there's not much we can do if we're not really aware and, and embodied. Um, and that not, not that that's easy. Not that that's like a problem if you're not feeling aware and embodied, you know, right. um, I'm not all the time. A hundred percent not. Yeah. Just, yeah. There. You know, I just come back to it. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Some things to come back to. Exactly. And in saying that, like knowing that, you know, I'm going to be okay. I think that comes from recognizing that it's always temporary. Yes. Um, even when it doesn't feel like it is. Mm-hmm. So like when it feels really big. So for example, like Shay being in the hospital and me seeing her like having a hard time breathing. It's like, this is the worst thing ever and it's going to be forever. And I'm never going to get out of this, even though mm-hmm. I knew like she's, like it's not going to be like this forever like I knew she's getting better and it's not going to be forever and this is just like a moment in time but when it feels that hard I think it can Mm -hmm. feel like it just spans all of time and it like feels huge but I had to keep reminding myself like moments in life can be really hard and they're never forever Mm-hmm. Like even the really hard things I've gone through in the past, they were never forever. Mm-hmm. And I always found a way to support myself and to make it through. And so mm-hmm. I don't have to um, be worried that if this is like, this is it. Like this is forever. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to get stuck here. Like n- nothing's ever forever. And mm-hmm. when I yeah. remember that, it helps me sort of zoom out and I'm like, yeah, the hard things happen in the world. Like, and I think sometimes we want to block that out and think like, oh no, like everything's fine. No, like there are really bad things happening in the world. Things mm-hmm. are really hard. Like there's always something. That's mm-hmm. what- Like ever since the pandemic, I feel like I noticed myself saying that there's always something. Mm -hmm. Um, But that could also be useful in the sense that like, not like, oh, there's always something, but like, Mm -hmm. there's always going to be something. Yeah. And that's just part of life. And you've moved through all the some things so far and you're going to be okay. Like you're going to be able to move through all the some things after, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's so, that makes so much sense. I mean, it really brings it back to like having the observer, you know, being Mm -hmm. able to say to yourself like, oh, I'm noticing that this feels really hard right now. I'm noticing I feel really overwhelmed. Yeah, It's okay to feel overwhelmed, you know? And um, I think also like something that, you know, I know we talk about in coaching and also my therapist talks about with me is like, what, what, like, and especially even when, cause I think it is so important to remember, like even speak to the overwhelm of the world. Yeah. You know, there's so many things always like, and that's the thing is like, it, sometimes it feels like right now everything is really hard, but you know, we're human beings and we live on a planet of billions of other human beings. And there is quite literally for all of eternity been really hard things going on. And it's really extra hard because we can, we know about yeah. everything on yeah. every corner of the globe. And I think like it can feel sometimes like it's just devastatingly, overwhelmingly bad, but I feel like there's two things there. One is like, everything is impermanent and this won't last forever. And then also like, what can I do right now mm-hmm. to feel like a little bit closer to having like to either supporting just myself or if it's like, you're looking at the world and you're like, what, I don't know what to do. It's like just knowing that you can't fix everything, but is there one thing you could do that would, that would feel like you are doing something? Um, and sometimes, you know, like that's simply putting the intention of, I wish that all beings could be safe, you know? Um, 
And that feel like sometimes that feels like, well, that's not enough. But I think just like reminding ourselves that like whether or not we're in the hospital with our children, like if all if the thing we can do right then is just be gra- a grounded, safe space for our children, knowing that it won't last and we can then be, you know, open up space to hold ourselves in our own feelings because, you know, of course there will be need that. But yeah, yeah, I think it's like just looking at what 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 can I do right now? Um, and maybe that's literally nothing other than just saying this feels really hard and big and I feel sad, angry, scared, whatever. Yeah. Um, and it, it just reminds me like, um, a, we only have power to do anything in the present. Yes. Um, and also like really hard moments almost like force us into the exact present moment. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on what it is, if it's like anxiety about what's going on in the world, you might not be in the present moment. Um, so you might need to like bring yourself into it to feel and to actually right. like be able to take an action right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but something I noticed uh, when things felt really scary and like Shay was in the hospital, it's like, suddenly everything feels like it doesn't, it's not a big deal. Like those mm-hmm. things don't matter. Like those things can wait. Like even our podcast, which we love so much, it was like, if we don't record this week, that's fine. And like, it just sort of shifts your perspective like <laughs> really hard and fast. It's like, <laughs> yeah. whoa, okay, actually. And you know, I've gotten better about recognizing I always have a choice like nothing Mm -hmm. is urgent really um but I think those moments it can be interesting to look at like what was I thinking is like so urgent or like Mm -hmm. so necessary and it's actually like not it at, at like at the end of the day it's not like it doesn't matter that much to me right mm-hmm. now, like, mm-hmm. and just sort of reprioritizing. Like, these yeah. are things I want to do, and I miss them, and I want to come back to them. These are things that can wait. These are things that they. I just want to let them go. Like, these yeah. don't matter that much. Totally. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that because it's almost like it's also such a beautiful reminder of the fact that, like, the more we can bring ourselves into like the present moment awareness when we aren't in that heightened state of like something big happening, the more we can like move from a, like a slightly more conscious of like, what's, what's really of value to me. And like, what is, what is really important? And of course, like doing the things towards our future dreams and goals is so powerful and important, but at the cost of our own well-being, mm. I don't think so. I think yeah. that, and the cost of our, you know, our family's well-being, and you know, you know, at, at even the grand scale, like the world, the yeah. well-being of the world. Like, I think it can be just, it can be easy to kind of get kind of micro-focused. Um, and yeah, it's like it can be a pretty profound and sometimes really challenging way to remember that, like, yeah. Oh, Yep. <laughs> like what, what do, what do I really, what's really important right now? Um, and it doesn't mean that those other things aren't important or important to you, but more like urgent. Just, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Or like necessary. Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, like we don't have to wait for something huge to happen that messes up our whole schedule or plans or whatever. Like we can always be asking ourselves yeah, like what really matters to me does this really have to be done right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And do I want to do it? Like, do I have to do it or do I want to do it? Yeah. <laughs> or do I feel like I have to do it or do I want to do it? <laughs> I feel like we're, you're, you're, we're always reminding each other of that. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I know we only have a few minutes left, but like totally the, we're kind of, so we're in a weird space where like, there's a lot of change, like rug ripped up from, ripped out from under us. Mm-hmm. And also like, we're actively taking steps towards like new <laughs> dreams. And it's yeah. like, first of all, are we insane? <laughs> like, <laughs> Second of all, like, I, I want to speak to that a little bit, like how we can still like take steps towards creating the life we really want, making those mm-hmm. dreams happen 
and be in a space of like transition and change because I feel like we're both there and it's like really interesting. (laughs) Yeah. It's so interesting because I think that like literally I feel like the month of January was like a lot of like, and in a lot of ways I initiated the changes that were happening around me, but in some ways they also felt a little, like at moments it felt like, why? You know, like, yeah. Um, and, and then like in this space of, um, um, in this space of like, I feel a little bit out of the, in the, in the middle of the emotions of that change. Mm -hmm. And I'm a little bit more in the space of like turning towards the future, looking back at, into my dreams, kind of revisioning them, holding them a little bit closer after having kind of set them to the side. And I'm literally like exactly what you're, I'm like, part of me is like, wait a minute. Um, I just, I just had change happen and it was really uncomfortable. I don't, yeah. Do I, am I going to like put myself there am like consciously? Exactly. And I think it's like, what I've been noticing is I have had to hold so much space. Like I've had like a day where I'll feel so like just alive with ideas and inspiration. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, and I think we both talked about this earlier this week, I will be just almost like exhausted um, mm-hmm. from it. And, and it's like, yeah, it's like this whole new sort of way of being in that disc. It's like, it's, a, it's so funny because it's like, um, it's like the discomfort of initiating and doing it from a place of quote unquote control, yeah. but realizing how that's just as uncomfortable and, um, yeah, it's been, it's been an interesting, like sort of noticing. Yeah. I feel like that's sort of a parallel where, so both of us are working on something, um, right now, <laughs> something exciting and something that feels scary and big and also like so right. Yeah. Um, and I think that's sort of a similar thing where like when we were talking about a, a big change that was either unexpected or like doesn't feel easy at all. Mm -hmm. Like, um, like being with what's happening right now, instead of trying to like get to the next thing. And so when you're talking about, um, like one day it's like, I am so excited. I can do anything. (laughs) (laughs) And then the next day it's like, I'm a naive idiot and I am not capable of anything. I was was stupid yesterday. (laughs) I'm just, I, that was all a dream and I'm just not going to, I'll just go back to not doing any of that. Yeah. But like, I think we're able to sort of keep going because we don't make Mm -hmm. any one thing mean something about the dream, right? Like the idea. I know that like, yeah, I'm going to doubt myself sometimes, of course, because I haven't really like done something at this scale or made this much money or, you know, been this like boldly myself online, things like that. Like, of course, there's going to be times where I don't, I'm scared or I don't Mm -hmm. think I can do it or I just feel completely defeated for no reason, which is like what we were both feeling the other day. And I think if we don't let that go, oh my God, I have to figure this out immediately. Oh my God. Like, I don't feel like I can do it. I got to do something about that. Like I got to, I got to, maybe I need to change my plan or maybe I need to like that means I should give up and do something else. What else am I going to do? Like (laughs) not like taking a challenging emotion and making it mean that we shouldn't be on this like journey towards a dream or that we should change it entirely and just be like, okay, yep. I'm not. And like you said the other day, we were both feeling like, why do we feel defeated? Nothing has happened. It's just like (laughs) feeling negative about this like idea we were like having it's like you said I know today is not a day for decisions and that's Mm -hmm. exactly it like it's a day to just like feel that notice it be a little curious like why why nothing has happened externally like maybe what's happening internally that's making me feel defeated or like I'm stupid for wanting this or something Mm -hmm. like that and just being a little curious 
Um, yeah, because I used to do this a lot where I would make something like that mean that I have to change everything or like prove something to myself Mm -hmm. or like, I would do external actions and like make a huge pivot or like change my mind or like cancel something or start something. Um, but when you just like be with the feelings and just be a little curious and notice them, like the next day, I feel like this happens. <laughs> like the next day, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, everything's, yeah, yeah. everything's fine. I knew it would be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And like the next day, then you have a little bit more space from yeah. that judgy voice inside. At least for me, it feels kind of judgy and a little bit like, what were you thinking? And yeah. that, you Mine's know. like, you're an idiot. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Mine's like, that was so overly ambitious. You'll never yeah. do it. It's yeah. like, oh, so geez. How do but you the next day, right, yeah. exactly. And the next day, it's like, oh, like you can look at what you're wanting to do with a little more perspective of like, was any of that telling me something that I need to know? Or was it all just wild, scary feeling, you know? Um, Is there something I want to shift and change priority on? Or do I want to keep doing, you know, moving in the same path? And it makes me think about um, Elizabeth Gilbert's book, Big Magic. And Mm -hmm. Um, like that, when I read the part, like my favorite part of that whole book is when she talks about fear and how anytime you're creating anything new, um, even if it's not like you're creating like an innovative spaceship that no one's ever created, you know, like <laughs> something any- new. On exactly. There, yeah. Right. Like, cause sometimes I'm like, but none of the things I'm creating are new. Um, <laughs> but anything like anytime you create it, it is inherently new because nobody you have never created it. So it mm-hmm. will be new. Like that's just it's just is. And anytime we move into a space where it's net we've never gone before, you're walking into, you know, a place that you don't know. You're walking into the unknown. And that is inherently going to bring up fear. So if you know that going into it, then you can actually like befriend your fear and have it you know give it a place and I think she talks about how like fear gets to sit in the back seat they're not driving the car they're not navigating like they're they get to be heard but they're not the one that's making the decisions and so yeah like on that day it was like very clear to me that like oh if I make any decisions today I'm gonna like delete everything I did I'm going to I'm going yeah I'm gonna like tell everyone that I had the idea that it was the stupidest idea and just kidding don't like don't hold me to it people like JK exactly (laughs) and it's like oh I don't need to do that like I can just you know just that's a day that my fear you know maybe it's a part of myself you know sometimes that also helps like going back to the inner child thing like maybe that's a day Mm -hmm. where I just kind of sit with myself whatever that part is whatever that fear is and I kind of nurture it tend to it mother it you know in a way that supports it to like kind of calm down and be a little bit less like stop put the brakes on this is a bad idea you know yeah Yeah. (laughs) something you sort of said as like your process that I want to point out was like you noticed fear coming up and like judgmental thoughts and on like when that was happening, you just tended to the thoughts and you weren't like, okay, this means something. Mm -hmm. And then after that, what I heard and tell me where I'm wrong. Uh It sounded like you (laughs) used it as an invitation to look at your dream just like with more curiosity or like, yeah, it, what if anything would I want to change? And it was just sort of like an invitation, not like a, oh God, I have to change everything. Like, because you had already moved through the feelings. Yes. I love that so much. I love that distinction too, because it makes me think about the two kind of different paths from, from the way I would approach it in the past, like Mm -hmm. without, you know, holding space for the fear. And one is that I would quit everything and be like, I'm afraid. Well, that means that I shouldn't be doing this. right? Right. And the other would be that I'd be like, well, I can't look at the fear because that'll mean that I have to stop. So I'm just going to plow ahead. Mm -hmm. And then I'd like burn myself out. And I'd also like, wouldn't even enjoy the process. And I'd be totally like, you know, it would just be like really uncomfortable and hard. And so, yeah, I like love that because it's, um, it's like honoring, it's honoring and holding space and just sitting with the fear, like listening to it without having to believe it. And then it's, yeah, it's coming back to it with a fresh perspective of like, Mm -hmm. well, is there anything that I want to change? Or maybe I do want to slow down a little bit. Like maybe that, 
Because right. I think the other thing is like, I really, I really don't, I don't personally find it helpful when people talk about um, how any new thing that you're going to do is going to be uncomfortable. So you just have to push through it. Like right. discomfort is the way you, you only grow in discomfort, you know? And while yes, growth is uncomfortable often, <laughs> I don't, I think that that inherently uh, asks us to not be in our intuition. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything wrong with actually sitting with fear. I don't think there's anything wrong with fear. I mean, fear is actually incredibly powerful. Like if you're following someone who doesn't have a good intention and you feel afraid mm -hmm. or like, you know, you're following a system or an idea. Yeah, or, it's useful. Yeah. It's so useful. So I think that's like, for me, like definitely... Yeah, I, I got I so appreciate how you like <laughs> pulled that awareness out because that's yeah, that feels like a much more supportive way for me. <laughs> yeah, and like in saying that, you know, I think when we have a big dream and we refuse to look at it any other way, it can go in the way of like burnout or think ending up on the totally like not for me path. And so having those moments where like, oh, this feels like shit today and I hate myself, <laughs> all of whatever, like all the doubts, <laughs> letting that pass through and then using that like shift that has happened as like a, an invitation to say like, okay, is this exactly what I want to do or something else? Mm -hmm. And like... And it's not still coming from the fear place. It's coming from the other side of the fear place, right? Yeah. Because if we're making decisions with fear, we can, what I used to do is pivot unnecessarily all the time. Yeah, totally. But like, we also don't want to just like have a plan and do it because you have to be adaptable. Like, mm -hmm. especially in our world, everything's changing all the time. We are changing all the time. Everything yeah. is changing yeah. all the time. Yeah. If you're not adaptable... Like, yeah, you know, it's just, mm -hmm. it's not going to go, it's not going to go yeah. well. Like it's going to be <laughs> yeah, very exactly. frustrating and like, yeah. like, like just hard and you just got to push ahead. And I feel like people who are very successful are not stubborn like that. Like mm -hmm. they're not charging ahead. They're like, yeah. okay. But they're also not letting their fear change their minds. Exactly. Yeah. They're always like checking in, checking in. What would I do differently, if anything? Mm -hmm. What would I do differently, if anything? And so when I'm hearing from you, and I, like I didn't realize I did this too, like moving through a big emotion that comes up and like just riding that out is an invitation to like check back in. And it can mm -hmm. be really useful to do those check-ins. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I love that so much. Oh, this has been so... I feel, honestly, I feel more settled and yeah, more kind of grounded and like, it's just always helpful to talk about these things because having the awareness of, of, uh, how supportive we can be to ourselves mm -hmm. in all of these different layers that we move through as humans is always good to remember. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's like, um, like an affirmation or belief that, um, you want to share that's mm. useful for you today. Today. Ooh, that's good. Um, I think today and probably just always, <laughs> um, it's safe to slow down. Mm. It's safe to take it slowly. Yeah. 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 That feels really important to me in the last <laughs> few days. <laughs> yeah. 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 What about you? I think like, hmm. It's something similar, but I think maybe just like things are always changing and that's okay. I can still mm -hmm. make plans. Yeah. Which is kind I of a long that. one, but like, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. sometimes I make one of those mean I can't have the other one. Exactly. You know? yeah. 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 I think it makes me think about like why it's safe to slow down or go slow feels important is because exactly like it's it's safe to slow down and still move forward yeah um you know like there's room for both there's room yeah. for the building and the slowing and yeah yeah mm, I love amazing <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for joining us in this conversation on making meaning together 
For the full listener experience, subscribe to our Substack at makingmeaningtogether.substack.com. The link is also in the show notes. We hope you'll join us again soon.